It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Cougars. Welcome in to a Wednesday edition of the podcast. Hope you all are doing fantastic out there in Cougar Nation. Plenty to get to ahead on today's show. We talk BYU football with Aaron Roderick, BYU offensive coordinator. What did he have to say to the media earlier this week and what to make of those comments? We'll delve into that. We'll also talk some BYU basketball recruiting news from the transfer portal for the Cougars. And we'll get into all of that. And of course, we will catch you guys up on everything else going on in BYU sports news, including including yet another Pac-12 win for BYU. Yes, the BYU men's baseball program made quick work of Washington State. We'll get to all of that ahead on the podcast. So without further ado, let's dive on in. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for March 30th, 2022. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, my friends? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Once again, thank you for making us here on Locked On Cougars, your first listen of the day. We are proud to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where, of course, the motto is your team every day. And as such, we are your only daily podcast focused on all things BYU. A lot to get to ahead on today's show, but let's start off on the gridiron. BYU football wrapping up spring ball tomorrow. It's crazy to think that 15 practices have nearly come and gone, but I still think a lot has been accomplished for BYU, and that's why I wanted to talk about the comments from Aaron Roderick earlier this week. He talked with the media a lot about what's going on with the offense as the Cougars look to Alumni Day tomorrow to have one final practice, and then, of course, that Royal versus Navy Alumni game, and it should be a fun event. If you are thinking about attending, do it. Just come out. It should be a lot of fun. I will be there covering it in person, and I hope to interact with some of the fans. If you see me, give me a shout. I'd love nothing more than to catch up with you guys But let's talk about Aaron Roderick had to say. I think the biggest news is we have some clarification from Aaron Roderick on the backup quarterback battle. So, Aaron, Coach Roderick, what is the situation BYU finds itself in with regards to the backup behind Jaron Hall? Jaron's playing really well. Jacob has separated himself a little bit at number two, but Cade and Soljay are improving every day, and I'm still giving them reps. So that's where we stand right now. Now, that's not revelatory information. I've been saying on the podcast, just based on the media observations alone, the vast majority of the backup reps have gone to, uh, not Baylor Romney, have gone to Jacob Conover. Baylor Romney would be number two if he were still on the roster, but it's Jacob Conover, number 17. He is running the offense. And let me be very clear about this. There is a significant drop-off when Jaron Hall exits the lineup for BYU. I'm not saying that Jacob Conover isn't capable of running this offense. I believe he is still capable of running it. I'm just saying he doesn't have the same mastery of this offense that a guy like Jaron Hall does. Even Baylor Romney had a little more of a mastery of this offense than what uh, Jacob Conover does. The nice part about Conover, and we're going to get to this comment here momentarily, is the clarification or the backup, or not the backup, the the follow-up question about what separated Jacob Conover. I think it helps clarify exactly why he stands out ahead of both Soljay Maiava-Peters as well as Cade Fennigan currently, according to Coach Roderick. 
I think just the reps are accumulating now. He's been here long enough that it's starting to show that he knows what he's doing. He's had in his overall time here a few more reps maybe than Sol J and Cade have, so it just kind of comes with playing. It's just the games seem to be slowing down a little bit for him, and he's a talented guy. BYU has a very intricate offense. Let me be very clear about that. And the biggest thing about it is making sure you understand all the intricacies, all of the different verbiage, all of the different uh, formations, the way BYU likes to run different plays out of different looks, on offense. There is so much to this offense and just having extra time and having been in the offense longer is obviously going to give a bigger advantage to a guy like Jacob Conover. Let's also acknowledge one thing. I feel like Jacob Conover has been judged significantly harshly, significantly more harsh based on one half of football as a third string backup quarterback against Utah State than almost any other backup quarterback should or has been judged. That's my personal opinion on the matter. He is a four-star talent. He did a lot in his high school days. Has he been the stud from day one since showing up at BYU? No. But I think that just given time to develop, to understand the offense, to really understand how things are working for the Cougars, that is giving him a leg up and that is why he is the number two guy as things stand currently going into the summer and obviously getting ready for fall camp, training camp coming up in August. So I don't think this should be all that surprising that Jacob Conover has kind of risen to the top here. I I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong about that, and feel free to weigh in with your thoughts. Jacob C. Hatch on Twitter. You can find Locked On Cougars on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Just search out Locked On Cougars. We're on all three platforms. And send in your thoughts. But I just don't think it's that big of a, ooh, wow, type of a deal with regards to Jacob Conover. I actually have been rooting for this young man to take that step, become that number two guy, and hopefully if and when Jaron Hall moves on, Jacob Conover is ready to ascend to being QB1 and he'll be ready to roll and continue to run this offense at the level they are expected to run it at. Now, some more from uh, Coach Roderick yesterday. is a very interesting thing. Coach Roderick apparently believes that he has the versatility to run as much or as many offensive looks slash sets as he may have ever had in his coaching career. Here you go. Just the versatility that we have. We can play with so many different personnel groups. This is probably the most personnel versatility I've ever had, you know, as far as we can show a lot of different personnel groups, a lot of different formations, and uh, we're doing a lot of things this spring that I think are pretty exciting, things that we haven't done before. Last year, we pretty much stuck with the exact same offense that we'd run the year before. You know, while the language and everything is the same, we've evolved this spring and we've, we've got some good things in store. That versatility is going to be on full display, I feel like, for BYU. They have the personnel and capable, and I'm serious about this. This is not me just being facetious. I am dead serious that BYU has the type of personnel currently in their arsenal, their lineups, that they could go from playing a tight eye formation. What that means is you have two tight ends on opposite ends of the offensive line, a fullback with Houston Haymuley, and then Christopher Brooks at running back. You could run downhill with one wide receiver out there. If you wanted to play a true tight end, three tight tight end set, you could run that for BYU and the very next play, you could send five wides out there, go full spread and run a mesh concept out there that would be the apple of Lavelle Edwards eye. That is the versatility that Coach Roderick is talking about with this lineup and it's truly what he's got. He's got tight ends who can play both in line and out in the perimeter. You have running backs who are versatile in terms of coming out of the backfield, catching the ball, also capable of being very smart about uh, carrying the ball and taking care of it. You've got a quarterback who's a dual threat. You've got true fullbacks. You've got H-backs. You've got an offensive 
offensive line that could be absolutely legendary, it feels like. There is so much to like about BYU's personnel versatility this year. I really think some fun stuff could come out of this BYU offense. And I sincerely hope that we see on one play, maybe a third and one or a third and two, they go with a goal line tight end, three tight end formation, eye backs, and jam it down the opponent's throat. The very next play, first and ten, they go four or five wides and then run four verts or five verts. I would love nothing more than to see that. I think it would be so much fun to see how much Aaron Roderick could do with this offense, and we'll have to kind of sit back and let it play out, but sure looks very promising. Now, one final note from Coach Roderick is that the wide receiver position, it has two very clear lead dogs for BYU, but the younger core behind them, Keanu Hill, Chase Roberts, Cody Epps, they're coming up, and they're expected to contribute in a big role this year, obviously, with Samson Nakua as well as uh, Neil Pau moving on. What does he make of the wide receiver position right now? Here's what Coach Roderick had to say. Puka and Gunner are kind of on another level, and then those three are all guys that you're going to see play and contribute, and um, how big of a role they have is up to them. But I, all three of them, I think, are going to have really good careers here and bright futures. Yeah. Once again, that's nothing that's completely like, wow, what what a what a note there. Because I think we're all expecting number 18 and number 12, speaking of Gunnar Romney, who wears the number 18 and number 12, Puka Nakua, to be the lead guys. I believe both of them could challenge for 800 to 1,000 yards each if given the right opportunities and obviously staying healthy, being able to get all of the necessary targets, all that stuff. They truly are the lead dogs of wide receiver. But you are going to see that younger core start to emerge this year. And I think there's a lot of talent in that group. Just matter of giving them adequate time and reps to go out there and show what they can do. So this will be a very interesting offense, a very exciting offense. I truly believe it could be one of the more historic offenses in recent memory. And trust me, there have been plenty in the recent past, but there is going to be a lot to pay attention to with regards to BYU's offense in the coming months and getting ready for the 2022 season. And I, for one, cannot wait to see it take the field September 3rd against USF. All right, coming up here in just a minute, we're going to talk some BYU basketball. The Transfer portal is a spin in my friends. That carousel never stops. And BYU is right in the middle of it trying to re-energize, revamp their roster ahead of next season. What are some of the latest targets for BYU? Where does BYU stand with those guys? We'll get to all of that here in just a moment. Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at Stat Hero. A really cool concept here. And if you guys are friends of March Madness like myself, you'll want to give this a shot because if your bracket was absolutely torn to shreds by the buzzer beaters and everything else that happened in this in this tournament leading up to the Final Four coming up this weekend, well, guess what? You still have a chance to go about taking care of yourself and t- getting some money by using the NCAA single game pickums that Stat Hero is offering. What it is it pits the star players against one another in an amazing hybrid between both fantasy and sports gambling. Take control back from the handicappers that always seem to have the advantage on you, the consumer. Start focusing on the players that you know best with a gameplay that doesn't rely on big spreads, long odds, or funky props. They give you the advantage, speaking of Stat Hero, resulting in their gamers winning four times more often. Why? Because Stat Hero eliminates the mystery about who or what you're going up against. So give it a shot, my, fr- give it a shot, my friends. Stat Hero is the easiest and fastest way to get your sports action fixed. This sleek, simple gameplay will have you playing in just minutes, and this is what Daily Fantasy was meant to be. Go to StatHero.com slash LockedOn. Use the promo code LockedOn for a 100% deposit match. That's StatHero.com slash LockedOn. Using the promo code LockedOn, once again, for a 100% match. Penny for penny, they're going to match it. StatHero.com slash LockedOn. Using the promo code LockedOn. Terms and conditions apply. 
Today's episode of Locked On Cougars is brought to you by our friends over at Built Bar. And I absolutely love this company. They're the best tasting protein bars that I have ever had. And I truly believe they will be the best tasting protein bars that you have ever had if you give them that opportunity as well. And if the Built Bar texture is maybe too rich for you guys, I want you to try something that's light and airy. Those are the Built Puffs. What it is, they are one of a kind protein infused marshmallows that are covered in 100% chocolate. They're light and airy. They're soft and easy to chew. And the best part is they're absolutely phenomenal. Nominally delicious. So yeah, I heard I use multiple adjectives there, but I mean that sincerely. One of my favorite flavors across the entire line of built bars is the banana cream puff. And by the way, their new brownie batter puff, absolutely fantastic as well. Get to built.com right now to place your order. Check it out. Go there. Use the promo code LOCK15 while you're there to save 15% off your order. You heard that right. L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 for 15% off your order. I would encourage you guys to order them now because they truly are the best tasting protein bars in the world. And more importantly, you support BYU football when you support Built Bar via a name, image, and likeness agreement they have with all BYU football players. So give it a shot once again. That is Built.com, promo code LOCKED15, and get enjoying the best tasting protein bars with Built Bar. Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. We'd encourage you guys to make sure you check out the Locked On Big 12 podcast. I was part of the Locked On Big 12 roundtable. We got the crew back together to talk about Will Smith, Spring Ball, and a whole lot more. Our final four or predictions. Get that free and available wherever you get your podcast. It's a lot of fun. Always enjoy talking with the with the guys and gals over at Locked On Big 12. All right, time to talk some BYU basketball now. They are trying to revamp this lineup and make sure that they are better than they were this past season. They want to make the NCAA tournament as a very clearly stated goal by the BYU basketball program currently and very much I think they are going to hit the transfer portal hard but there are three names out there early on right now in the transfer portal that appear to be emerging and those are guys that all have connections to BYU. I guess one doesn't necessarily have a connection. It just kind of comes down to recruiting but let's start off with Isaac Johnson. He has the closest connection considering his brother Spencer Johnson is on BYU's roster. Isaac Johnson is a former four-star big man out of American Fork High School, went on an LDS mission, and now has spent the last season at Oregon. He is in the transfer portal. And Robbie McCombs, by the way, over at Vanquish the Foe, if you're not reading his work, you're not following him on social media, Robbie is absolutely killing it in terms of bringing all the information you need to know about the transfer portal and where BYU stands with guys at the current time. And according to Robbie McCombs, his conversations with Isaac Johnson, he is going to return to the state of Utah, speaking of Johnson, and it's come down to a top three of Utah, Utah State, and BYU. Obviously, all three have intriguing options. Utah in full rebuild mode. There would be immediate playing time available for him there. But in theory, if that's going to hold true for Utah, it should hold true for BYU, considering there is still a youth in BYU's front court with both Atiki Ali Atiki and Fusini Traore. Still young guys out there overall. So there are opportunities for a guy like Isaac Johnson if he wants to play with his brother in Provo, but Utah State even offers something. And I am of the opinion, I, I just don't necessarily think that Isaac Johnson fits exactly what Chris Pope and this BYU staff want from their big men. And, I, and it's nothing against Isaac Johnson. Let me be very clear about this. He is a very capable big man, a nice forward. I just don't think he is the type of guy that BYU wants as uh, their 
I guess lead big man. I think Fus Traore is going to be the lead guy. Atiki Ali Atiki sure looks like the shot blocker, enforcer type that BYU wants to have on the roster. And I think Isaac Johnson is kind of a guy who's stuck between the two. And they may think, you know what, let's see what else we can find in the transfer portal. And if it so happens that Isaac Johnson does express that he wants to come to BYU, I don't think BYU is going to say no. But we'll see how it all shakes out there. Now, we also need to talk about two guards. And I said this on yesterday's podcast that I felt like and what I was told is the BYU is looking for a ball handling guard, a guy who could really run this offense, is comfortable with the ball in his hands, initiating things, running pick and rolls, all of that. Well, Mikey Saunders out of Cincinnati fits that bill. He's not the biggest guy in the world, listed at six foot, 185 pounds. He would make BYU's backcourt extremely small once again next year, but in the college game, you can get away with having a smaller backcourt much more readily than you can playing at the NBA level. It's, it just seems that way. Well, Sean East is also a Juco point guard who's very comfortable with the ball in his hands and his legit score. And Sean East came on an official visit to BYU this past weekend. And according to Vanquish the Foe and Robbie McCombs, his work, it sounds like Sean East really, really enjoyed his time with his family in Provo. And that's very, very good sign because Sean East, he's not the biggest guy either. They list him at six foot three. So he has more size than Mikey Saunders does. But it would if you bring that tandem in, that kind of recreates the tandem that BYU had this year with both Alex Barcelo and and then also T. John Lucas. They're not the biggest backcourt back there, but capable of competing with the ball in their hands and making sure that they have the opportunity to make plays, while at the same time showing the capability, especially in the case of Sean East, of taking over a game offensively and being more of that Alex Barcelo when he's in an attack mode. I still think BYU would like to have a true wing threat to score in bunches. Six foot five, six foot six swing man, a guy who's capable of slashing to the basket, hitting threes, all of that. If they can find that, they'd absolutely love it. But guess what? Everybody else in the entire transfer portal, even the teams in the final four right now, want those guys. So it's not like you can just go out there and say, bibbity bobbity boo, and then all of a sudden that guy appears and here he is. He's six foot six, he scores 20 points at will, and that's what we want for our team. Everybody wants that. But I think BYU is doing their work early. I think that the Cougars are in good shape with Isaac Johnson, Sean East, as well as Mikey Saunders. If I were to place my odds, and this is just my kind of read on things, I don't have uh, any inside knowledge on this, I would think that Sean East is most likely to commit early and quickly to BYU, followed by Mikey Saunders. And I think that Isaac Johnson is probably the least likely of the three to commit, but my reads could be completely off on that. I think the biggest thing is though that BYU needs to continue to press forward and find the right balance of scoring, shooting, and athleticism. It felt like last year they sacrificed some of their athletic, some of their shooting, excuse me, in the name of getting more athletic, especially on the perimeter. And guess what? What did it come down to at the end of the day for BYU? Their inability to make shots in critical moments. You need to have guys who make shoot make shots, but at the same time, you cannot have just a bunch of stiffs out there. So, man, trying to find the right blend is going to be near impossible for BYU, but I know that Mark Pope is doing his absolute best to find the right crew of guys to come together and hopefully, yeah, strike that balance between the teams he had early on in his tenure. Think back of that uh, first year he had. He had elite three-point shooting. Maybe not the best athleticism with guys like Jake Toulson and TJ Haas, but they were absolutely deadly from the perimeter. This past year, very athletic on the wing, but when you needed a big three, could you really count on it? 
didn't seem that way. So if you can find that balance, BYU is going to be well served. And I think that just overall execution, uh, not execution, overall progression is what I was looking for there. Of the youngsters on this roster, especially in the case of Afush Traore, Tiki Ali Tiki, I think even guys like Hunter Erickson and Trey Stewart, they should bring more to the roster as they become sophomores and juniors moving up in the ranks. So it'll be interesting to see where things ultimately pan out for the BYU basketball program. And I'm very much looking forward to seeing how things go in the transfer portal. I think BYU's just getting started in terms of evaluating things, but the good news is it sounds like the early returns on guys they have quote-unquote kicked the tires on are very positive, and we'll see if it yields fruit in the form of commitments in the relatively near future. All right, coming up here in a moment, we'll round out today's show with the other news involved in BYU athletics you guys need to know about. On a Wednesday, we'll recap BYU baseball's win over Washington State. The year of domination of the Pac-12 continues for BYU. We'll get to all of that here in just a second. Today's podcast is brought to you by our friends over at Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models of all vehicles, it is now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts that you need. Why would you endure often pointless, seemingly intimidating questioning? Is your Odyssey an LX or an EX? That type of questioning that makes you think, feel like you're a dum-dum. Well, guess what? You also have to wait behind the, while the person behind the counter orders those parts on their computer, choosing only the brands their warehouse happens to carry. You've got computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. And I can speak to this directly because I have used Rock Auto to take care of my daily driver. The best part about Rock Auto is it saves you both time and money when using their resource. Why would you willingly choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% markup for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto's prices are also reliably low for every customer every time you go out there. I can speak to that, as I said, because I recently had to get a new blinker light for my vehicle. Guess what? Best price, no doubt about it, was from Rock Auto. And it was just really, really simple. I just installed it on my computer and life was good after that. So give it a shot. They have everything you could ever need. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet, and everything in between. Give it a shot. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution for all of your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in the How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Give us some credit, please. And make sure you check it out. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. That's rockauto.com. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months, or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Before we go on this Wednesday edition of the show, let's catch you guys up on the other news involved in BYU athletics. First things first, congratulations to BYU star Alex Barcelo, his former BYU star Alex Barcelo. He has been selected to play in the Reese's College All-Star Game in New Orleans this weekend. That was announced by the National Association of Basketball Coaches. The All-Star Game will be played Friday at 2.30 p.m. Mountain Time at the Caesar Superdome in New Orleans. It is part of the Reese's Final Four Friday, which is open to the public and free to attend. So if you happen to be near the Big Easy down there in New Orleans, get out there, support Alex Barcelo. Should be a fun event. I think 
it'll be really cool. It will be broadcast live on B- on the CBS Sports Network. If you want to watch, what's it? BYU TV. If you watch on the CBS Sports Network, two thirty p.m. Mountain Time to watch AB play once again. Congratulations to the BYU baseball team. They defeated Washington State nine three at Miller Park in their midweek matchup with the Pac-12's version of the Cougars. Nice showing for the BYU baseball cro- program, who are now thirteen and nine on the season, and they now hopefully will carry some of that momentum into their weekend series at St. Mary's out there in Moraga, California. Games Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. All afternoon contests, if I'm not mistaken, this weekend. Uh, if you want to tune into that, March 31st through April 2nd at Luis Guisto Field. Hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. But it should be a fun matchup. Those games will be streamed live on the WCC Digital Network online and broadcast on the BYU Radio Network if you want to tune into that as well. And then also, congratulations to BYU's Braden Woodall. And if you don't know that name, Braden Woodall, I'd get familiar with it. He was named Independent Video Coordinator of the Year for the BYU football program. The Collegiate Sports Video Association named him to that award. Really, really cool to see this because this is a job that is absolutely critical to the success of any football program. And Braden Woodall, that dude grinds behind the scenes unlike many folks you will ever meet. He's a graduate of BYU. Uh, he returned to Dalma Mata for serving as the assistant video coordinator for the Salt Lake Stallions of the Alliance of American Football for one year. Previously worked for BYU as the head student video manager from 2014 to 2018 and as a student video manager from 2012 to 2013. So he's done this for quite some time, but a really, really cool honor to be awarded this by some of his peers. So congratulations to Braden Woodall. He is now a finalist for the prestigious Bob Mady National Video Coordinator of the Year Award. That'll be announced on May 4th at the annual CSVA Banquet in Jacksonville, Florida. Be really cool to see him win that, but probably got some stiff competition, but really, really cool all the same. Congratulations to Braden Woodall on that award. All right, so there you go. You guys are caught up on everything you need to know here on a Wednesday. Tomorrow on the show, we preview the alumni game. Who's going to win? Team Royal versus Team Navy. We'll delve into that. We'll also catch up with BYU linebacker Ben Byer water. What has he made of spring ball so far? And as it wraps up, what is he going to take away from it? We'll get to that on tomorrow's show. So stay tuned for all of that on a Thursday. Thank you once again for making us your first listen of the day. Now go make the Locked On Big, uh, not the Big 12 podcast. We already talked about that. Make Locked On NFL Draft your second lesson of the day today. They bring the draft to life every single day. Prospects, how trades affect uh, draft order, just how everything in the draft kind of comes together in a daily package and 30 minutes or less. Check it out. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. All right, that'll do it for this Wednesday. Have a great rest of your day. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for March 30th, 2022, and we will catch you guys manana. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.